Previously on Critically Stupid. What is going on, you guys? This is the dulcet tones of DJ Alexander James, your resident dungeon master and all-around nice dude, here to hit you up with a recap to remind you about what happened last episode. If you haven't watched it yet, you're dead to me until you go and do. Just kidding. Welcome. But also, please go watch our last episode. Last time, everybody's favorite bartender, Floon, uh, mixed up some special cocktails that he served to... Gareth and Arnold, and Arnold fell immediately asleep because he drank two of them. Gareth drank one, and then uh, Floon turned on and offered some to Mel, and she laughed in his face, which I should have seen coming from a mile away. Arnold sank down to a dream candy cottage with a fantasy Pedro Pascal out front playing some rippling melodies. Gareth woke up to a rogue's den in a ravine, and Mel threw a book at Floon because she decided to stay awake, which again, I should have seen from a mile away, but I'm bad at this, and we carry on. Both Arnold and Gareth found people in their respective lairs. Arnold, as I said, found fa- found fantasy Pedro Pascal. Gareth found an older woman with gold nuggets braided into her hair and a decidedly roguish air about her. Uh, both of these encounters asked questions of Arnold and Gareth. Arnold was asked why he was so scared all the time, and Gareth was asked why he didn't trust anyone. Now, both of my boys role-played this beautifully because Anthony, my delightful bl- boy, understood that he was role-playing an all-too-friendly bard who was drunker than he should have been and seeped right into this sucker role where he trusted everything that Fantasy Pedro Pascal was telling him and agreed to show this man where his home was. Gareth, on the other hand, uh, played by the very talented Garion at our table, wasn't nearly that drunk and was also a much less trusting, shrewder individual and uh, rolled his way out of that situation with insight checks, uh, finally seeing the edges of that particular dream. At the top of the dream, Mel forced Floon to imbibe his own sort of uh, fantasy drugs, but just before he fell asleep, he grabbed her forearm and took her down with him. In Mel's particular shallower sort of dreamscape, she saw an, an old hunting site just after a hunt with yet again another fantasy Pedro Pascal. It's turning into a plague at this point. Um, who rushed at her shouting, where is your home? So you can see the connections building between the couple of layers here. And then everybody got out of the dream together and woke up to find Josh Pat biting Floon on his arm. And uh, that's where we're going to open up today, okay? Enjoy. Love you. Well, anytime he wants attention, he just has to, like, kick a hornet's nest and be like, ha, 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 ha. If he were, like, to want to perhaps get into a tube and explore the Titanic and or space, (laughs) like, I would be fine with that. I don't know why billionaires are obsessed with tubes. I, I don't know. Like literally one tube just imploded in the ocean. And now there's another tube of billionaires looking at going into space. So vacuum of the ocean, vacuum of space. But like if I were a billionaire, which will never happen. But if I was and I just saw one tube implode, I wouldn't be jumping to get into another tube. Like going up instead of down, the fuck difference is that going to make? It's still a tube and a horrible death. Whatever. The point is billionaires are obsessed with tubes and I don't know why. And I low-key want to become a billionaire for many reasons, but this is one of them. I want, like, as soon as I hit a billion, am I suddenly going to become obsessed with tubes? I think I'm just going to cut Diana's unhinged tube monologue as the cold open and just leave it. Like, I'm going to mute the rest of us. Like, we didn't really talk much, but I think I'm just going to cut it all in the one babbling stream and then just go straight to the theme song. Sorry, I have opinions today. (laughs) 
Good show, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your D&D Real Play Comedy Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am your Dungeon Master and host, Alexander James. And my favorite part of last episode was a dramatic pause while I remember what happened last episode. It was probably Balter Bite, uh, as much as I hate uh, Garion's stupid real-life bullshit insert jokes. That one was pretty on, it was pretty on the nose, I have to say. Uh, speaking of which, Garion, why don't you go next? Uh, hey everybody! Uh, I'm the stepson of one of those guys that imploded on that submarine. <laughs> uh, I play Gareth. Um, uh, my favorite part of last. Hey, episode... Why your dad so obsessed with tubes? I was gonna ask, like, like since you inherited all the money, are you now obsessed with tubes? Yeah, you know what? I inherited all the money, the estate, and his obsession with tubes. Uh, anyway, I play Gareth, the rogue. And Do you just see a Pringles I, can and get and like you just get excited now because it's a family, this is a family like a show. Joke. I don't know. I don't want to know what Gareth six. I see can. a Pringles can and I fuck the Pringles can. Is that the joke you're that making? Is, no, is that what no. You I was I was uh, just picking something that was like a tube. It was between is that, that no, and like no, a I'm soda can. That directly to Alex. Is that yeah. the joke you were making? Huh? Yeah. That I fucked the Pringles can? Yeah, I mean, Alex took it there. I stick my dick in the Pringles can. Is that the joke you were making? Listen, you're just making the TikTok worse, bro. You're only digging your own grave. <laughs> okay, anyway. My favorite part of last episode uh, was when Gareth looked at younger Gareth and passed on the key advice of uh buy a house early while you can that's good that's honestly key key knowledge for life there yep diana you go next hi my name is diana i play mel i also have the goodest of boys um i love wolf pop joshua patrick josh pat jpz um my favorite part of the last episode was watching alex's face when he realized i wasn't gonna take the drink and suddenly he had to replan his entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> and that was, was real fun for me. We had there to was... like fully take a break. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I, I cut it very seamlessly, uh, dear audience. But there was a solid 10 seconds where I was so fucking mad at Diana. Okay. Yeah, that was fun for me. Um, Anthony. Hi, I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard, and my favorite part of last episode was after Alex realized that Diana wasn't going to take the drink, he was like, how can I make her regret this with every fiber of her being? Let me just put the sexiest person I can think of in everyone in this dream and just make her drool a little. Um, and then, you know, Arnold took two drinks, and that also made me laugh that he let me do that. I, I thought he was going to be like, all right, your character's dead. Goodbye. You get nothing, sir. You get <laughs> nothing. Actually, Pedro Pascal is the second sexiest man I can think of. Who's the it's first? Ryan. It's, it's Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Let's hop right into it. Um, who am I going to start with? I like starting. I'm going to start with Diana today because Diana takes us in weird directions for these for these improv uh, opens. Uh, Diana, I have done a lot of um, description of Waterdeep, the city that you guys are playing this game in. It's a massive city. There's, It's got trades wards and sea wards, and it's teeming with life and merchants and NPCs and good people and bad people and all of these things. But I want to take it, I want to take it a level down today. Diana, I would like you to tell me about the American Tale-esque animal village operating just underneath the streets of Waterdeep. We're to start simple. Uh, what animal is this village comprised of mostly? 
Um, it is mostly uh, squirrels and ducks. Squirrels and ducks. Okay. All right. But there, there is, you know, a, a decent sized bunny family. You know what they say about rabbits. It's true. Okay. All right. Um, what, in what capacity do, does the bunny family operate with the squirrels and ducks? Are we talking like, like lords and serfs or is everybody sort of on like capitalist? No, no. See, see, animals aren't, they, they're not like that. They, they're not capitalists. They, they are, they all, and then you'll notice none of them are like predatory type animals. So nobody's eating each other. We got like a Zootopia type deal here. Um, so, so everyone's, everyone's cool with each other. Everyone's equal. Okay. I, had, I I will say that predatory eating of things was actually like a huge factor of Zootopia. That was like a huge plot. It was, but they were striving for a society wherein that did not occur, which was my point, Garion. All right. So let's yeah, go but... to. Nope, nope, <laughs> Never nope, mind. Nope, nope, nope. Let's go want... to the edge <laughs> of uh, Waterdeep, just where. There's a sluice gate in the wall, I think, where there's like a like a little streamlet that moves through a field, and there's a tall tree where uh, Arnold. What's the name of our little our little uh, American Tale village that we're working with here? Let's see. Hmm. Druckfler. Druckfler, where the village of Druckfler sits. It's an intersection between the fields of the famous. Uh, Bordarelli rabbit clan, the uh, infamous infinite branches of the um, Talathathon squirrel family. And of course, you can't forget the the fearless legion of Quackerton Knights. All of them meet in this village uh, to discuss trade and important um, items of the day. It's more of a it's more of an intellectual powerhouse more than like just a trade post village. Maybe that's what it started as. But now uh, the streets are teeming with plate mail riddled knights uh flip flapping down the street and squirrel archers nimbly leaping from rooftop to rooftop and uh of course the sexiest bunny rabbits known to man gently sashay that gently sashaying down the streets in their silks and their uh kafkins and their various other uh comfortable fabrics today of course they are meeting to talk about a scourge upon this village whose name i have already forgot arnold one more time i'm sorry Drugfler. Yeah. Yeah, what he says. Drugfler. Again with that memory, Bestie. I'm gonna murder you. I'm killing it, by the way. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh everybody is gathered in Drugfler to talk about a scourge on the village, uh, which is of course the in, the growing plague of rats crawling through the sluice gate and infesting their village. Uh Gareth, give me a give me a member of the rat nobility that they're meeting about. And why they're meeting about him. Uh, his name is George. Okay, love it. Why are they meeting about George? So they are pretty sure that George just like was a guy who was turned into a rat. Biggest clue being his name is George and not something like Radigan or fucking... <laughs> there's, dude, there's no... Or fucking uh, Mickey or another rat name. You know, anyway, a second big clue. Mickey is technically a mouse. Eh. I, whatever. You got Rizzo, then you have Remy. Like those yeah, are- Yeah, both rat names. Both rat names. We got rat names going yeah. on. A second second big clue about George. Um, He kept going around going, help, help. I was a man who was turned into a rat by an there evil wizard. 
Please right. save me. Help. All right. So the duck knights, the squirrels, and the sexy rabbits are all meeting at the uh, sort of United Nations of Duckfleur to talk about I'm this story. Sorry, scourge. but you said duck knight, and my brain just went to like a duck Batman. I just want a duck knight. I just wanted everything. <laughs> The Duck Knight rises. Someone to rattle the cages. <laughs> Alex, if this episode is not named The Duck Knight Rises, I'm going to lose my mind. Listen, listen. Twitter's going to pick the name like they always do, and sometimes they disappoint us, but that's okay. because Sometimes they pick wrong. Um, So we're going to cut to, like, the courtroom at the United Nations at Duckfler, where um, I think there's, it's like... Druckfler. Fuck. My bad, bro. I think there's a there's a really pudgy squirrel in a barrister's wig and black robes slamming a gavel on a little like rock uh, calling for order. And one of the duck knights stands up and says, well, it's it's, it's quite ridiculous that, that this person could be considered a rat. After all, he's his name is George. And he tells everybody that he used to be a human. So I believe him. And a rabbit. Uh, uh, quick, quick question: Is this is super important for context? I like to imagine is George like in a cage in the corner of the same room? I think George. So in the corner of this courtroom, there is a massive rat, like easily double the size of the biggest squirrel, and his arms are uh, roped together, and his tail has actually been secured around his leg so that he can't whip it around as a weapon. Um, and he has a horrible, horrible gash going across one eye, cleaving his mouth open to expose his gnarled yellow teeth. Cleaving his mouth? Pesty, I am so scared to read your book. Um, and a sexy rabbit sashays into the middle and says, Well, now we all know that we all know that this guy's a bad guy. We all know that this guy's a bad guy. But what I'm saying here, listen to me. Shh, listen, listen. It's not him we should be worried about. It's his no good, darn right, dirty son. George? Yes, we have George. George is no problem. We've got him secured. But you know who we don't have secured? Arnold, what's the name of George's son? Um, Trimscurry. Trimscurry is still out there. And gosh darn it, if he's not raising hell right now. Um, I want I want to sell I want to insert one crucial thing. There's a decent like faction of the kind of rodent parliament here who fully believes that George is a normal rat who's like fucking with them. Okay. All right. I think, um, I think there's a gang of like well-dressed squirrel youths hanging or hanging out by George's corner of the, of the courtroom, like smoking cigarettes and playing jacks. And every now and every now and then one of them goes, "Hey, you hear this, George? You you listening to this? These guys think you're a human. What are you? What are you gonna? What are you gonna eat some bread later?" Help! Help! <laughs> okay, that like a human thing only. Only humans eat bread. Everybody knows. What this. about ducks? Ducks eat. They bread? must be humans that were turned into ducks <laughs> by some sort of evil wizard. Cut to black. Cut to black. We're cut. 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 Cut out of there. We're gonna we're gonna open to you guys, Gareth. You 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 open your eyes, your eyelids flutter open to see Josh Pat holding a bloody floon by the forearm, and Mel with an encyclopedia in one hand standing over this redhead, um, shouting at him. 
Um, I I like to imagine that he just like takes a moment to kind of like ready himself. So he like kind of you know rubs his face, like stretches a little bit. <laughs> He like I he like fell out out of the chair, so he like straightens his clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really gets his bearings. Yeah, yeah it takes a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I suppose he start also starts yelling at Bloon. Okay, what do you say? Uh, just sort of you know along the whole lines of like, if you're gonna drug me, tell me what's in the drink before you do it. Give me a little bit of heads up first. Maybe, you know, consent is important. Bro Gareth, bro Gareth, please, 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 please get this nasty flea riddled animal off me. Mel kicks him. Okay. Um, roll a basic attack, Vessie. I'm not gonna make you roll the hit because he's literally prone in front of you. I mean, he just insulted my dog, so I listen, I ain't mad at it. That is a 12. Okay. For damage? D20, right? Oh, wait, am I oh, supposed that to was, that's, that's the hit. Give me a give me a D6 worth oh, of damage. That's fine. We sorry. can keep that. You hit him. Gotta find it. Watch her little... break his ribs. Loon died. That'd be fun for me. Five. Okay. Let me break you... a rib. You kick him in the side and like you hear his, like the breath rush out of his lungs with like a whoosh. And, and his... I'm also going to say, say it again about my dog. Say it again. And I'll like raise my foot like I'm going to kick him again. He says, <laughs> I think I think, Gar- I think Gareth will like step in and be like, all right, Floon, why don't you ask nicely for the lovely protective guard animal sent from heaven? to kindly let go of your arm and we can talk this out like adults. Arnold, you open your eyes to see Floon bleeding from one arm and now crying and wheezing for breath. Lean forward and whisper please through clenched teeth at Josh Pat. I I don't think that's what Garrett told you to say. I, he gave you something very specific to say, and then maybe I'll consider letting Josh Pat uh, put your arm the go there. Please, dearest Joshua Patrick, sent from heaven, spirit, guardian, great animal, wolf pup, please let go of me. Mel gives a big pause. <laughs> and finally she you know gives him the command to you know Bloon, leave basically Bloon snaps back and like scrabbles against a desk and a, or a, a table and a chair grabbing his arm and holding it to his chest and he goes Mel his ears being like such a good boy <laughs> bro like that wasn't that wasn't chill at all man no Look, Bloom, I'm, Bloom. I'm sorry I guess you know what was so unbelievably unchill of you also? Putting whatever the fuck that was in our drinks, man. Like, it's so... You do grasp why we're upset at you, right? Now, now, bro, Gareth, like, that's the newest drug on the market. That's Blue Sky or whatever it is in real life, dear listener. I don't... I might have named it last week and I fucking forgot. It's called Blue Sky now. Did like, you know that because th- we were talking about Twitter and Blue Sky earlier? I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, that's like, it's like endless opportunities. Just like, 
you know, the blue sky. The sky. Mel Listen. is going to real quick turn to um, Gareth and be like, I didn't drink anything. And I still had some weird ass trip. Listen, listen, I'm not mad at you for giving us drugs. I'm mad for at you for giving us drugs and not telling us or asking, maybe. First of all, I'm pretty sure Mel didn't even do any. She's, you know, typically... Um, I was going to say not into drugs, and then I realized that's just, like, false. <laughs> just wrong. Hey, listen. She's super straight-laced. Big square, that maybe, one. Maybe this is the part where Diana's self-insert ends and her character work begins. Is like, is like Mel's like, I don't listen, like drugs. Maybe I have a plethora of bad coping mechanisms mixed with some of the good ones. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what are the good ones? Um, I, I think that I'm not sure y- which category it falls under yet. Like, maybe they're a good one. All right. Um, Gareth, I think Floon says, uh, no, but bro, Gareth, like she, I, 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 I think she, she took a little, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, like, I, just I like took a sip. nothing. I took nothing, not even a sip. Well, I, I mean, like maybe, uh, maybe it was in the air, you know, like strong touch. stuff. Listen, listen, Mel. Like, so we bro, need like, to the use DM chocolate just really needed you to have a hallucination, man. So, like, <laughs> uh, Arnold, when you when you open your eyes, um, you notice a couple details because I think you're like lying prone on the floor, so you've got a, literally a different vantage point. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a sliced open brick of white powder with a smattering of purple dust over the top on the floor, maybe like three feet away. There's a black serving tray with um, three glasses, one earthenware mug and two glasses that have been like, let it just like rolling on the floor with their contents spilled everywhere. And the sharp stink of sweat in the air. Okay. Uh, how far is Floon away from me now? Like he's like, four feet like you guys are okay. relatively We're all, like right there right close together okay. yeah so so like the reason i haven't really uh or arnold hasn't really uh reacted to any of this yet because when he came to what he saw was floon saying really nice things about josh pat and bleeding so <laughs> he's he, you know he's coming to and he's like oh floon um and i so i'm gonna cast uh my healing word to him because it looks like he's bleeding and he's hurt and floon's one of my best friends nice, um, nice. yeah you know so i cast i cast that spell i get he gets six, uh, he gets healed for six points, whatever that is. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. The, the wound on his arm mostly heals. Um, and he like lets it go and he's like, Oh, bro, Arnold, like that's what I'm talking about, man. Thank you. Uh, Arnold, gives what was a the- little signal to Josh Pat. So he just like bears his teeth and growls at him. Floon snaps back. He like scrabbles back further against the, the table and chairs. So, okay, so I would, like, like, Arnold would just start picking things up, like, naturally, like, helping, you know, to clean the bar. But, like, I'd pick up that brick of powder and such mm-hmm. and be like, like, and while I'm, you know, while I'm doing it, just be like, Flynn, what is, what is this? What is, what is, was this in this? And kind of, like, holding the drinks. Bro, that's, that's blue sky, man. It's, it's the possibilities of the infinite. It's, I mean, I got it from, I got it from my hookup out on the street. His name's Jesse. You, Floon, 
Floon, I don't know if you know this about me, but I drink two of those skies. And it's if it's infinite, I drink two infinites. I don't know that math, but it doesn't oh. sound great for my brain or body. Am I going to yeah. die? Am I dying? Am I dying? Flynn? I'm just oh, saying, I'm be... uh, all of Jesse's customers call him the Cap'n. It's short for Cap'n Cook. It's his street name. I got it from my guy, the Cap'n. <laughs> it sounds Thank weird you. when I say it in that accent. I don't know why. Well, Arnold, that's because it's not Captain. It's like Captain Crunch. It's C A P apostrophe N. Oh, okay. Captain okay, okay. Cook. Captain like, Cook. Like let like him Captain. cook, and then he's cooking drugs. Yeah, he's cooking meth. Yeah, his secret ingredient is chili. Have you people not seen Breaking Bad? No. I'm unfamiliar with this television show. Uh, Arnold, give me a perception it, check, please. I've never seen it. All right, hang on one sec. Also, I would never do meth. Oh, that's a hard line. Yeah, yeah definitely. There, there's some never drugs, man. Meth, heroin, PCP. Never yeah. drugs. I'm going to be so honest. I was saying about this uh, the other day. If I was like ever like if my doctor was like, hey, you have like ass cancer and you only have like two weeks to live, then oh, I would yeah, just no, I'm my... doing meth. Then I'm doing heroin. Oh, I'm doing so sure. much heroin. And like, here's the thing. Heroin addicts, their veins always get fucked up, right? I'm putting in an IV. Yeah, yeah. and like, here's the thing. I'm just gonna... If the biggest thing is like, oh, you get like addicted and ruin your life. Oh, I'm gonna ruin the next uh, 12 days. Ah! Perception check, I got a 12. Thank you. Um, This brick of powder that you're holding is odorless and very fine. Uh, Like, the the grit of it is, is... I mean, it's uh, even as you pick it up, some of it like puffs up like mushroom spores and like floats in the air. You know who else is odorless and very fine? No, who? <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> I fucking. I fucking hate you so much. I regret doing this podcast with you every day. Uh, no, we need him. He's the funny one. Bro, what a goddamn nightmare. All right, Arnold, <laughs> what do you do with this information? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. So it's just just that it's odorless and Very like your mom? And- yeah, thank you. Um, I think that you also would not have a lot of like in like you wouldn't have knowledge of drugs because like fucking oh. challenge me to say that Arnold Stevenson is a fairly like drug free individual. He's 100%. high on life. Yeah, hundred percent. I accept that Jong the other day. The Jong, yeah. Well, he's Jong open- was his first encounter with drugs. Yeah, he's like you know Arnold's clearly open to experiences, especially recently. Um, but yeah, so I I wouldn't know much about it. I know that it's it's colorless and odorless. That's all I got from it. And mm-hmm. very fine. And very fine. Um, okay. I mean, I, I, I guess I would say that to my friends. I don't know if that means anything, but like, this is very colorless and odorless and very fine. It's very colorless and odorless and very It doesn't look, it's not a lot of information for, for someone who knows nothing about drugs. Is, is that good? Is that good or de- is that the deadly kind of drug? It's all Where, about dose. Well, hold on, you mean completely odorless? Not a single odor? No, I put my face to it and sniff <laughs> what I do. <laughs> You just want to like hold one nostril while you're at it, Arnold. Good God! I'm trying to smell it, not snort it, but it happens. Too uh, late. We're doing it again. He has another it. hallucination. I, 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 yeah, Arnold. I guess make a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay. My and life. roll good because we got stuff to do today. 
Well, if, if you let me do it, I got a 16 <laughs> there. All right, all right, all right. With a 16, you stay conscious. Like you right. inhale a little bit and you see slip and slides behind your eyeballs and you're like, maybe I should fucking chill for a second. And I'm going to take the narrative away from you because you you have wronged it. Um, you don't... Maybe it's one of those drugs that like doesn't hit if you're not in the right headspace, like DMT, you know, like it kind of chooses whether it's going to hit you or not. Garrett. I've never done drugs. Sure. Uh, Gareth, Floon looks rapidly from the brick of powder to Arnold to you in like a like a bing, bang bing, like a ping pong ball. Like his eyes move very quickly. And he says... Uh, it's uh don't don't get too close to that bro gareth like it's it's pretty wild pretty wild stuff like it's really crazy don't please yeah you see you see how just now your first instinct was to warn me about the drug i'm holding in my hands why was that not there when you put it into our drinks and served it to us in secret well cuz like i was just trying to help bro gareth nope, you guys wrong what you're would... doing now of warning me is helping. Okay, so bro Gareth, like 30 minutes ago, I was I'm gonna put drugs in your drink and I'm gonna serve it to you. If that's cool with you. Well, you know what? <laughs> with hindsight being what it is, really I can't I don't I don't have an argument to stand on here. Loon, like... I am going to let my dog bite you again if you can't give us the honest answer as to why you drugged us and how I even got drugged because again I didn't drink anything because I don't trust you Loon says with his eyes now on Josh Pat and he's sort of like scrabbling away trying to put as much distance between him and this fucking wolf pup as he can um, bro Mel like it it was it was just an accident like it was just like a like a like a like a like i was just i really really was trying to help now can i roll to see if he's lying yes roll an insight check please i got to pull it up guys i have an idea does it do more drugs god i hope so i'm just kidding in a way i rolled a 16 loon is not being entirely honest here there's there's he's upset i think at the bite on his arm and he's uh trying to cover his tracks but there's a little bit too much desperation in his voice mel for sort of this sort of like a whoopsie drug deal or like whoopsie drug trip that he's that he's got you guys on there's a little bit too much emphasis on the i did nothing wrong and especially when he looked at Gareth and told Gareth not to get too close to that brick. Mel would like to try kind of a different tactic because there's the desperation. No, um, because that just has him desperate and like scrambling. So she's actually going to back off a little and like, you know, have Josh Pat like sit and chill Okay. And um, she's going to say, listen, Floon, you don't like me. I don't like you. That's fine. But you work here. And, and to that extent, we we do give a shit about what happens to you. And and 
I need to know why you did. Are you in trouble? Do you need help? Did somebody make you do this? Why did you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I get it, bro. And it's, it's crazy that you bring it up. Like, cause like, I'm, I'm trying to like hold it down and like be like, yeah, like somebody, somebody paid me to put that in your drinks a little bit. Yeah, and like, I'm, I'm, no, 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 please don't fire me, bro. Arnold. I'm so sorry. And like, I didn't have a choice. Like my dad is really sick and like water deep ain't got no health care. So like, I don't give a fuck about your dad. No, I understand. Bro, <laughs> okay. Gareth, you don't care okay, about okay, my dad. I did, You've said I it before. <laughs> and like, I'll go fuck myself later. But like right now I got hospital bills to pay and, and. And like, so when, when he came to me on the street and he was like, do you work at troll skull? And I was like, yeah, I work at troll skull. And he was like, do you want to do this thing? And I was like, oh man, I thought you wanted to come and like check out our cool library. And I started talking about all these cool, like music programs that you bro Arnold that you put in place. And he was like, well, instead of that, why don't you drug the people? And I was like, I don't want to drug the people. And he was like, I'll give you a thousand gold boobies if you drug the people. And I was like, fuck, you know, like shit. That's a lot of boobies. There's a lot of so who 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 did this, Bloom? Because you know that people don't give out drugs for free, right? So clearly somebody wanted to hurt us. Well, he gave me the drugs, which I do in retrospect does seem a little suspicious. And I probably should have noticed that earlier. That one's on me. I'm sorry. Well, uh, it's, it's all on you, but let's well just know just that part specifically. No, all of it, all of it's on you. But um, listen, with 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 your dad, is is there not somebody with a healing spell that can Arnold heals people? Oh, uh, also, I'm part owner of a tavern that makes money and pays you, and we would be, right. you know, we do something we could to help you out. You did not bring this up to us, and instead, you decided to try to murder us all. Is that well, what just happened? Hey, bro, Arnold, like you, you and I both know that bro Gareth pays like just under minimum wage, right? Like, you know, that's sort of, yeah, this is, and listen, like, I didn't, I didn't want to be like pathetic and come crawling to you asking for help. Like you I know, wanted to be my own person. Like you what guys, was your you plan guys, hang on a second. All died. You for a while, we had somebody who could have just healed your dad for free. You guys are the heroes of this place and i just wanted to be like you for once like you don't go ask for help from anybody so Wrong. why didn't i why couldn't i be like one of you for once you know like the other day i fell out of a tree well you think i walked home by myself like a man no arnold carried me like <laughs> in the bridesmaid carry the whole way home i didn't even know he was hurt i just like doing it <laughs> Do you know how many times I've had to help them and save them and murder for them? Mel has two other strollers that are human-sized. <laughs> what a weird piece of lore. Yeah, it's... it's just something she keeps. She's actually, she has three, you know, she's got one for Josh Pat and mm -hmm. then two human-sized ones for okay. you guys. Yeah, it's not necessarily for me and Arnold. She had them before no, she met us, but it's just for, it works out that way. It's been appropriately yeah, modified to, to exactly, exactly. <laughs> you each get your own assigned stroller. So the point is, Flu, and we, we help each 
each other and we can't help you if you don't say something. So you need to tell us everything you know about who it is that wanted you to drug us. And also maybe we can help your dad because again, Arnold heals people. He healed your arm. I, I know that bro Arnold is like a healer. And I know that there are temples in the city that heal people and help people. But like my dad's got, my dad's got something that they can't fix that Arnold can't fix. Like my dad's got, my dad's got that freaky deaky illness. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. What freaky deaky illness can a super expensive hospital help, but not Arnold or somebody else with magic. Chlamydia. No, we have a cure for that that too, bro. Yeah, you keep picking picking better STI. Well, the last time I picked an STI, everyone got mad at me because the setting was not appropriate. I didn't know that at the time, which just made it worse because it highlighted how old the rest of us are. All right, we got to wrap the scene with Floon up. Uh, So he says, "I'll tell you." Okay, I'll tell you. His name was his name was Narl. And he he I do suspect guys this is going to blow your gourds. Hold on to your gourds. I do suspect that Narl is your is your gourd on your head, Garrett. I don't know what the gourd is. Garrett immediately grabbed his dome. Uh I I think that Naro might be working for like a like a gang, like a street gang. I know it's fucking crazy. Above table, on. the name sounds a little familiar to me, but I don't know if I just made that up. I'm so proud of you for saying so, Diana, because you have heard the name before. Specifically, Arnold has read the name Naro before as the point person in the letters that he opened from uh. Lady Alora. Alora. Yes. What was her last? Uh Gralhund. Yala Gralhund Nay uh Alora Gralhund's letters. They specified that she was uh speaking to a gnarl buying property on the Sea Ward waterfront. So does Mel recognize the name then or only Arnold? I guess it would be up to Arnold if he's if he shared that information. I, w- I imagine Arnold yeah, would have. I feel like Arnold them. shares everything, right? Yeah, I share everything. Uh, I, I know I would have showed them. Like, I got him open. I got the thing open. I remember the name. And here it is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I show everything, of course. I feel like Arnold has told us his social security number before. Oh, 100%. It's like without prompt. Well, I give it away I every like morning. He, he tells like, you every morning. I sing it over breakfast. That's no, I, like, I like to imagine we're just, it's like silent at dinner when I was like, hey, you guys want to hear something interesting? Two two seven. <laughs> I do feel like Arnold has terrible credit, though. Oh, like for even sure, if we tried sure. to take a loan with that number, we would be denied, like immediately. But I think Arnold that's the genius. Of, I think that's the genius of Arnold's like friendly generosity. Is like he's literally got nothing to lose. I've low key considered like, what if my identity was stolen? Could I blame all my debt on this person? <laughs> hey man, hey, kill yourself and start over. I mean, like, don't metaphorically kill yourself, Diana. Don't actually kill yourself. I know. Disappointing. That's twice now you've taken that from me. 
Okay. Uh, yes, you do recognize the name Narl, and if Arnold has shared it, then Mel, you would know who Narl was. Plot twist. We've so... gone two whole seasons without ever asking Floon what his last name was. I thought it I was... I just assumed he was like Madonna. Floon. Like, I thought that was his... I kind of thought Floon? that was his last name, and he had a first name that we just didn't... Oh, what, like you Jerry know how some Floon? people go by their last name? Yeah. That's his name is Robert Floon? Robert, yeah. His Rob name is Floon. He... he... All right, so Floon met all of you before this campaign started. That's how you all ended up in episode one. Floon told you his last name was ba- Blagmar. Okay. Floon Blagmar. Blagmar nuts. Whoa. Um, so so um, Mel would probably at the name Narl just kind of be like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, listen, Floon, I I am again. We're gonna try something new, you and I. I know we don't like each other, but but let's try and get on the same page here. I am genuinely worried about your father. And even if Arnold can't cure him, maybe he can still help him a little bit. So then your father will, will be in a little bit better shape for a little bit longer until we can come up with another plan to help pay your hospital bills because there is no fantasy healthcare, apparently. I Mel, bro, Mel, like, listen, listen, listen. I, it's not like I don't appreciate it, but like, you guys can like, you guys can like, go through me to like, get to my dad. Like, you don't need to like, like, I, I like, if you help him through you, Flo. Well, like, no, hey, listen, no disrespect to bro Arnold, but he's like, I'm pretty sure he's just sort of like a fifth level bard, maybe lower, and like. So your dad must not be that sick then, if if you're not willing to accept any level of help. No, like he's mad sick, but like well, he needs like a you lot should, of help. A little bit is okay. something. Can I try to persuade him that since he himself has enough. considered us the heroes of the area, knowing that this is the sort of thing we do and knowing that we've literally never failed a mission that we've taken yet. Um, can I try to persuade him? We have not. We haven't. We've yet to fail. Every mission is open. Or successful at this point. <laughs> Hang on. As the dungeon master, I bristle at that comment. I have lowered the bars of many a mission that you ding dong. For us to jump over instead of limbo under. That's what happens. Like if, if anything, we are leaping high. We are fantastic. That's <laughs> this is the spin of the century. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm a bard after all. So yeah, Arnold, you're gonna roll persuasion. Okay. And yeah, go ahead. All right, let me see what I got. Come on. I've literally only rolled nine today. I got a 16 altogether. 16 altogether. And you just you just sort of say that like you like he considers you all the heroes. Yeah, so I say I say like we we my friends and I, including you, you're part of this. You see us, we are the ghost mafia, we are always successful, we do our best, we never let our you know our missions slip by. I have all my best friends on my back, and your dad's gonna be one of them. We're gonna make sure he lives. Let us help you stop with all this nonsense and just tell us the information. Where is your dad and where can we learn more about him? Bro, oh, like a hundred percent, bro. Like I fully agree that you guys should just sort of like pay me more money, and I and then I'll take care of my dad. Like, mm. like, like, like in a capitalist society, money is king, and so I have to pay the real wizards. No disrespect, bro, Arnold. No disrespect, the real wizards to cure him and then i'll you sort just of like said it. you weren't willing to go to a real wizard floon what aren't you 
telling us if you and I are going to start out anew, then you need to start off by being fully honest with me. Or else rehab. Or it's detox for you. What a threat. Uh, Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. If if it'll you guys can I'll, I'll take you to him. If it'll if it'll Ar- bro Arnold could do his cool magic shit and like play guitar make him feel better. I don't know if it's sort of like a wheels on the bus go round and round scenario. Music therapy. Or, yeah, you get it. And, then, and pet therapy because Josh. And well, I'm pretty sure they don't let nasty animals. I mean, good dogs into the this hospital. Is- they actually do like pet therapy is a thing. There's usually pet therapy dogs and they wear a little vest and they sometimes have little business cards that their their volunteers will hand out and be like, I'm a good girl, Sam. That was one of the little cards I got. She was a little golden lab and I loved her. Put it back in your pants, Bessie. We got fantasy stories to tell. This is killing me. This episode's That's killing cool. me, Alex. Why? Because I'm sorry. Flo- no, not- what? No, I love you. No, no because fine. Flo- Diana, you're fine. No, because Floon is doing the the opposite of save the cat thing that every like shitty protagonist does in horror movies where like you want them to die because they're horrible. That's what he's doing. He's doing all the worst thing. He's making us finally hate him when we all kind of liked him before and he was just cool. Now he's like hating the dog. You don't hate yeah, the dog like... in this campaign unless you want to die. Like that's not going to happen. Floon agrees to take you to his dad. Cool. Okay. All right. All right, bros, like I'll I'll take you to my dad, but for now, like, please don't fire me. And like I swear, the next time I drug you, I will I will imply consent first. No. Nah, no. I'm just kidding. I'll ask consent first. What a what a jokester. You you goofy rap scallion, you. That's me. Yeah, so Floon, we're going to follow up on this gnarl business. If there's anything else you can tell us about that, that'd be helpful. Otherwise, um, we're going to follow up on that. And then uh, when we come back, we can see about maybe helping out your dad. So Gnarl's like, dude's crazy. He's got like, he he talks real high pitched and soft. And it kind of feels like, like you're talking to like a ghost, which is fucking crazy. Uh, he's got like, pale like limp white hair he's real he's also real pale and his eyes are real big um but he hangs out uh at at uh uh what's that bar just down the way the one that like pretends to be us but like a little bit better worse i'll be um, back i'll be back yeah he kicks it i'll be back okay i don't i i guess will like turn around and be like uh why did you answer so quickly when you said that bar that's better than us what's up with that I just hey listen like I just go there for a shift drink after my shift every day and like no oh no you misunderstand I'm asking Mel because <laughs> Flo- was like oh I didn't that hear bar that's better than us and Mel oh I thought like, he said oh, that bar back. that pretends to be better than us mm. or like mm. pretends to be us or something I don't I didn't hear that it was better than us I didn't hear that at all um I said it. I did say it very quickly, Diana. You're not miss. You're not mishearing things. I said it very fast, and I was just so. I was just stoked that you remembered the name of the bar. So like, I was. It was great. Honestly, I was too. That's why I like jumped in and wasn't really listening because I was like, I know this one. So, <laughs> uh, no, I I would not have just. Uh, Mel would not have been like, oh yeah, that bar's better than than our if, if I'd heard. But I remember the name, so go me. Nice. So can Arnold? Can Arnold? Can Arnold grab the drugs? Because I was holding that 
Sure. Big brick of drugs. Can I take it? And, like, more. Can, yeah. No. Can I? No. Can, can I use Mage Hand and like bring it up to my room and like hide it in a secret place? Arnold had a good time and wants that for later. Yeah. Yeah. For, no. I just want to make I mean, sure that it's... we don't have to do Mage Hand. We can just you can just walk upstairs. Just walk it. up there. Okay, yeah. That's why, that's yeah that's keep in mind, I'm I'm the one holding it, and he's gonna have to rip it from my cold dead <laughs> hand. So good oh, luck. I didn't know you were just holding saving it, it for later. I I was, okay. For sure. Uh, Arnold was holding. Actually, Arnold was holding it, Gareth. So you're yeah, gonna have to he pry held it, it up Arnold's his... very oh, that's generous right, that's right. giving fingers. You're right. You're right. You're right. And so okay, okay. Instead of that, I'll just say like, um, hey, uh, before we do anything, what should we do with this, Gareth? What should we do with this? I think... How much money does it go for? We uh, uh, it can I? Time. Can I do? A, I want to roll for a sleight of hand here. <laughs> as I just do like we do this, I like wave my hand over it, just disappears. I just take it. All right, go ahead. Hell yeah. Slide of, I never get to roll for slide of hand, which is a bummer because it's like my best modifier. Oh, unfortunate. Uh, Diana, you could go for a... For a um... I feel like the, the question of like how much is it worth is pretty valid. So like you could find a way to like, maybe in a future episode, like figure out like where it came from or you could talk to Gareth. It could be like a cool Diana Gareth like meet up about like how much these drugs are worth and like where they we're gonna become them. drug dealers Gareth. i like to imagine uh diet or mel and gareth meet behind troll skull like by the dumpster like with sunglasses like <laughs> even though it's yeah. just behind their own store also i rolled a 26 for that side of hand did you roll a nat 20 i rolled a 19 and my modifier is plus seven Jesus. Um, yeah, Arnold, Gareth goes, uh, we do this with it. And then you look down and your hands are fucking empty and <laughs> like, and also clean of powder. And there's none on your shirt either. It's just all over his face. And <laughs> also you're not. <laughs> like Gareth, Gareth just like faster than a blink of an eye, put both nostrils into it and just like hoovered it up. Yeah, just like a vacuum. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a quick pee break, uh, and then we'll and then we'll jump back and we'll do a smash cut and do uh, do some other stuff. Greetings and salutations, my dear Rapscallions. Thank you so much for sticking with us to the mid-roll. My name is Alex. I'm the dungeon master of the show that you are listening to, and now it's time to talk about some ads. However. I have a surprise for you. I've been thinking that I need to bring some heat to these mid-rolls. They're getting a little repetitive, so I've decided to start doing them in character. Today's character is going to be Screaming Man. Oh, welcome to the show! I'm just kidding. That'd be ridiculous, right? No, today's character is going to be everybody's favorite uh, famous writer in Waterdeep, Volo Gedarm. Please enjoy. Well, my, my dear fiends and rapscallions, it's lovely to have you. Uh, I've just stepped out of the way for some shrimp French toast, and my dear friend, uh, Alex the DM, asked me to come and uh, talk about some advertisements with you. So um, um, here we are. Um, it is my duty to inform you that they are playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist. It's an official Dungeons & Dragons licensed module um, written by Chris Perkins, uh, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, <coughs> Kid Mohan, and, of course, Michelle Carter. Um, if you or any of your aficionados, your delightful 
Battle compatriots, your uh, bosom pals would like to play D&D, I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Uh, check out all of the delightful uh, products they have there for you. I've, I've heard deeply, deeply uh, gratuitous remarks about their quills and uh, their parchment. Um, I hear it's a very fine grit and, of course, the sand that they sell. It's a very special arcane sand uh, that dries your, your words uh, post-haste. And I must, I must insist you go to dnd.wizards.com and check out the, the incredible merchandise they have there for you. You can write your arcane spells and tomes in the snap of a pair of fingers. Um, and this is uh, most, most advantageous. If you would like to end up as a character on Critically Stupid, Alex the DM informs me, you can tweet at them, at CritStupid. They're also on TikTok, and I do believe they're on Instagram as well, uh, at CritStupid across the, across the platforms. Um, let them know how you think the show is going. Let them know if you if you would like to see more of me, of course, Volo Gedam, the best, the best and most uh, reputed writer in all of the city. Um, and you could end up as a character in the show. Uh, Alex the DM and, and the, the, the gang, the Ghost Mafia, have had all sorts of guests in the past. Most recently, I believe they had Gnome Kibbins a few episodes ago. They neglected to say his name in the mid-roll, those rapscallions. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that you can follow Gnome at Gnome De Plume on Twitter. Um... Check out all of the, the rambunctious acts this fellow is up to. Uh, he's a dear, dear friend of the show and my personal bosom compatriot. So, um, yes, follow Gnome. Uh, he was the lawyer a few episodes back, you might remember, possessed uh, with our dear friend uh, Jenna from Forgotten Trope. Uh, this must all be fog in your memory, but Gnome, uh, I, my dear appreciation of you. Thank you so much for being a part of, of what is clearly turning into my show. These rapscallions are always on the lookout for their, their biggest quest yet, which is to reach 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's a, it's a most honorable pursuit that they're engaged in, and they are on the lookout for anybody who could recommend their YouTube channel to a friend or, or recommend the show to somebody in their life who they think might enjoy that particular idiot brand of curmudgeon sort of piss-related humor. And... Uh, if you, could leave, if you listen to them audio only, if you could leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or wherever you get your sort of audio only interweb waves, any sort of rating or review will bump them up in the algorithm, uh, whatever that is, and get them ahead of the curve so that uh, when they get put in front of new listeners, they have a leg up. And that's what we want for these people, a leg up, because they are good individuals, except Alex the DM. I hear that dude sucks shit. So... To summarize, I, Volo Gedam, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for waiting. It is truly an honor to have you here on my show, Critically Stupid, Water Deep Dragon Heist. Now you take it squeezy out there, and I do love you. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this, your most delightful Libra Arcana ad. This is a sponsored segment where Libra Arcana has given us actual um, U.S. American dollars to record an advertised spot for their delightful dice. And I've got a press release right here, fresh from Libra Arcana, actually, uh, that says that they are uh, going to issue one pet from every humane society in America to a family that orders Libris Arcana dice. Uh, Bestie, I was hoping that you could sort of explain Libris Arcana's thought process behind this because to me, a layperson, it does low-key seem like a burden sort of being saddled with an animal from the from the shelter, but I'd love your take on it. 
Um, the fact that you see it as being saddled with and not blessed with is kind of problematic, first of all. That's fair. Labor Sarcana has the right idea where getting a shelter animal is honestly the second best gift you could get. The first one being dying, which we've discussed already. Uh, so, so if you can't have that, you might as well get a shelter animal and a, and a rescue one at that. You should all support your your local rescues. You know, adopt, don't don't shop except in this case, do shop and buy some super sweet uh, super sweet dice. Also, you 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 say saddled with as if it's some sort of big burden when you do re realize that if you run out of options, you could always feed the pets the dice. I that is true. I mean, like, uh, no, hang on a second. I can't. I can't. Don't feed your animals dice. Anthony, please tell me what animal from your local Florida shelter you are most excited about receiving because you've been a loyal member of the Libra's Arcana Dice Club. Um, skunk ape, obviously. It's a it's native to Florida. It's it's we all have them in the Everglades. We I mean they're you know they're they populate the city. Skunk apes are gonna go to every house. Um you don't feed them after midnight, they're not allowed in the sun, you know. You 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 know most of the rules. What's the getting them wet scenario? Um, you want to get them wet, depending yeah, on what you like them. Yeah, if they can Okay. Anthony's very much looking forward to his skunk ape. And um, I'm personally looking forward to the donkey that I'm going to get from my local animal shelter. I've heard it's born with an extra rib. Can't wait to figure out how I'm going to take care of that veterinarily. Does but the um, wheelbarrow come with it? or I think I actually have to provide my own wheelbarrow, which seems fucked up because I live in a small apartment without room for a, either a donkey or a wheelbarrow. But it's okay because I hear, Garion, that uh, Libris Arcana has got our backs covered with some sort of discount. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know what they do. Uh, personally, I just want to mention I'm looking forward to getting my homunculus arrived with my brand new set in the mail. Um, but the reason that I'm so excited for this is because I'm getting that brand new set and my homunculus for a whopping 20, is it 20% off? It's 20% off. I'm getting my homunculus and my brand new set for a whopping 20% off at checkout. All you have to do is go to www.librisarcana.com, pick anything from the store. Anything at all. A Dungeons & Dragons book cover. A dice set. A dice subscription. A homunculus. Whatever you want. Put in code STUPID20 at checkout. LibrasArcana.com. 20% off your order code. Off your total order with order code STUPID20. And I think we would be remiss uh, without closing this ad by asking what animal Diana is most excited about getting from her local animal shelter. Diana? Oh, I'm, I actually get the... I get all the animals. Oh, okay. So any animal that doesn't go to a family automatically goes to Diana's house. No yeah. special. Since I'm not allowed to die. Sure. I thought they would cheer me up by giving me all the animals. And I'm not mad at it, truthfully. Le Libra Sarcana. Stay hafunculus. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to do a smash cut. Smash cut. Smash cut. Uh... Busy, busy street in the trades ward in Waterdeep about mid-afternoon. You are looking at a prosperous store on the corner of a really busy intersection called Dandy Mops. It has floor-to-ceiling windows murdered with wigs. We're talking strawberry blonde wigs with like freckles built into the hair somehow. There's a barrister's wig with a constellation like gold po paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like polka dot like leopard print painted into the hair okay okay there's a barrister's Dude. wig with a gold constellation painted on it there's a full-on lion's mane that looks 
like it actually came from a lion. Uh, and there is a. Uh, Wait, is there? Is there is just this... like I, I like to imagine there's like a wall of like fantasy and fiction haircuts, and it's just like regular normal hairstyles. It's just like a bowl cut. How big yeah, is exactly. this uh, uh, lion mane? Like, would it fit a small dog? It would swallow a small dog. Oh, because I thought it'd be normal. real cute if Josh Pat had a little lion mane. You know what? You know what, Bessie? Actually, what catches your eye is that in one corner. Of the of the windows, because again, you guys are on the street looking in, looking like at the exterior of the store. There is one corner of the window that is uh, haircuts for pets, and there's like a whole line of like dog and cat themed like hairstyles. There's like a there's like a little mini um, pink, like you know that singer Pink, her like famous like sushi haircut. There's like a little one of those for a cat. There's a Dalmatian set where you can like sort of like put drape a coat over your dog and have it look like a dalmatian and there is also a bowl cut for a dog i have a very important picture that i need to send to the discord that i need all of you to look at right really gonna send us a meme in the middle of this episode do it okay i said it in general (laughs) (laughs) oh my god How? <laughs> How did you like, like? Did you just Google this while we were talking about? It? Did you know that this image existed? Oh no, yeah, I had it. Tony or? Oh my god, I had it offhand. That's all right. Yeah, you Don't see, you, you see one of those Bessie in the store window. It's just a dog. <laughs> see, it's just a bull coat waiting in line. It is still real cute though. <laughs> I like his name is Tony. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys I are standing on the him. street looking into this store. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about Tony. Okay. Uh, is the store open? The store is open. It is the middle of the afternoon. So there's a there's a fairly good amount of traffic on the street. And every now and then somebody will pop into the store and, and walk out. Some of them wearing wigs that are like festooned with, you know, the, somebody walks out wearing a mohawk with like emerald green tips. And somebody else walks out with just a plain bald head. Clearly, that didn't go well. I like to um, imagine they walk in with a bald head and walk out with the same bald, bald head. head. Which means that the, it was not a good trip for them. Um, okay, uh, what is our plan, y'all, before we go in there? So, so um, what are we doing? We're looking to find Losser because he knows something about the stone, yes. right? I, my question to Alex is just above the table, like, how did we... What is the context of us knowing this information about the wig store? I know why we're here, but like, how do we figure that out exactly? You guys are looking for the necromancer, Losser Murklov. You heard about him from Gnome Kibbins, the barrister who you helped uh, a couple episodes ago in the windmill with our amazing guest, Jenna, who played Keanbro. You are in possession of a ring that this person was, uh, that this ghost was inhabiting. You heard that uh, Losser Murklov, the necromancer, has the ring and knows about the Stone of Galore. So okay, so Arnold, um, when seeing this this wig store, I'd be like, "Oh, I can get the wigs for the people, so they can be me," because like that's a whole thing that Arnold's doing is he wants all the performers. No, he's dressing the performers that come into Troll Skull Tavern to look like Arnold Stevenson. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, I can find my hair here. This is perfect." You know, just to give Arnold a reason to want to go toward the door more so than he's already. 
Are, are we just gonna like go in and straight up ask about losser y'all or should we have like a plan i, think, I mean you know me I'm, oh, I'm all for just getting right to the point going in there threatening oh, i'm sorry we're or whatever we're we gonna but... lie oh okay i'm sorry i don't know that's Honestly, what i was asking i think, I think fuck subtlety i, think I mean just, i'm for okay, that knock knock hey we're looking for the necromancer named losser because he's like low-key making a zombie army isn't that right that is right if very I'm... good bessie well remembered we're looking to enlist in the zombie army. Because <laughs> it means I get to die first. That was oh, the God, joke but then I, I was making. Be brought back? No. <laughs> I finally get to die, and then somebody brings me back. That's fucked You're up. stuck forever, yeah, until someone else. No, it's just like your yeah. body. That's true. That's I'm, true, too. I'm desperate for somebody to walk in. go to the door. door. I walk. I run to the door. All right, like, great. Okay. Arnold, no, you're well. inside now. Arnold, you open this door. There's a bell inside that jingles merrily. The inside of this store is murdered with wigs. They are on pedestals. They're hanging from the ceiling. They are uh, on the floor on little shoe uh, shoe height tables for children to look at, I guess. There's a whole section on one far wall that's just for animals. And not only are there haircuts for cats and wigs for dogs, there's also... Um, they Tony. Have they they also they also offer Tony the Tiger haircuts like that Frosted Flakes guy. You can make your dog that, look like Tony. I the hear Tiger. they're great. Do, but God damn it, I like to do. think that Tony's just chilling over there. Someone have to. So there is okay, a is human there... in a Tony the Tiger costume standing by the far wall saying they're rated A plus. Tony was the name of the dog with a bowl cut. You you, I... you see you go over to the guy in the Tony in the Tiger suit and you're like, hey man, how you doing? And he goes, I'm growing tired of this shit. <laughs> Actually, Arnold, as you walk I in, feel that in my bones. You hear a musical voice uh, ring out from the counter that says, Sure, and what are you looking for today? And you look, and there I'm looking is... at, I'm looking for your lucky charms. I know you have <laughs> them there. That's all somewhere, I bitch. was thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> You look and there is a uh, a smiling redhead on the other side of the counter. He has uh, his hair is like clubbed in like colonial fashion, so it's like swept back away from his face and then tied with a silk bow behind the nape of his neck. Colonial, oh, of course, fantasy colonies across the sea where they sell uh, tobacco and. <clears throat> So colonization is a big problem in this world, too. Yeah, the colonies are going crazy over there. Apparently, they just threw a bunch of fucking tea in the water. Lord knows Right into the harbor. On. Hey, listen, wherever there's white people. Oh, um, God, are we British? <laughs> are we the baddies? <laughs> but in addition to uh, this wig, Arnold, he's wearing a very foppish, like, overly embroidered coat that's got, like, silk at the at the collar and then, like, silk decorating like the whole sleeve going up and he's wearing like a silk cravat and uh he looks at you and he's sort of leaning on the counter and he goes well sure what are you looking for then okay so i i can tell that you're a a, a person of you know the fine arts and you you know you you appreciate the same things that i do so I've, i have two questions for you or probably multiple questions but at least two uh one my friends and i here and we are looking for a stone perhaps you might have heard of it it's called the stone of galore uh, we were told, or so my question to you is, have you seen a person named Losser in this area? And number two, do you have wigs that look exactly like my hair? Same color and everything. Well, I've never heard of a, a, a stone of, of galore. Uh, that's 
not really something I've heard of before. And um, as far as the 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 what did you say his name was? Loss Losser. Losser. Uh, yes. No, can't can't simply recall my much to my dismay. Um, can I tell if he's lying? Yeah. Roll an insight check, please, Bestie. Can I also? Because I was going to ask too. I like I like Diana rolling it while you while you are the face of this exchange. And before uh, Diana tells me what she rolled, uh, the gentleman points to a far uh, like a, like a section of his store where he's got a bunch of wigs like hanging from a pillar, and says, "Well, if you look over there, I think you might find something that fits. You've got sort of a sort of a rustic look about you. Maybe like like you've got sort of a shag down in the front, but there's like a party in the back. And I I quite like the look of that. I think you might you might find something in that section over there. Oh, thank you. That sounds excellent. Um, I I, I am really you know I'm I'm concerned about this information you gave about Losser. I'm sorry, I wanna Diana, oh, yeah. did you Diana, what you got? Oh, I'm like rolling like dog shit over here. Thirteen. I gotta drink more. Diana, this man is He's got a pen and pad under one hand, presumably to like take orders from people coming up to the counter. And as Arnold says the word losser, this pen digs into the pad deep enough to tear the paper. Um, so I think Mel would first kind of just like Arnold's looking at wigs, so so I think she would kind of like lean into Gareth and be like, I think he's lying. Um, just so that Gareth and I are on the same. Well, hold on. The guy at the cash register, or a different guy with a pen and paper? No, the, that's the same, same guy. guy. Oh, okay. Like I, I think he's lying about not knowing Losser. Um, I mean, my go-to would be to threaten him, but if you have any other ideas, I have an idea. Gareth goes up to the counter, slams his fist. Where are the lucky charms? God damn it! I know that in here somewhere. You now, son of a bitch, you're hiding them from me. Now, that's just offensive, isn't it? Because I have a simple, because I've got a little music in my voice, you seem to think that I'm a leprechaun hiding some cereal from the local neighborhood kids, huh? What's in your pocket? Your mother. I wanted so bad for there to be Lucky Charms in this pocket. It's just like, nothing. Shut up. <laughs> What's in your pocket? <laughs> Okay, anyway. Wait, okay, uh, hang on. At, at the word leprechaun, like, Arnold would turn from, like, not caring about the wigs anymore and just sincerely, like, be like, are you, are you a leprechaun? Like, to the man and just see what he says. No, I'm not a leprechaun. I'm a simple, I'm a simple trader with... <laughs> you know what, you shitty humans? There's like a there's like a fucking puff of smoke, and oh, he's definitely a leprechaun. The human vanishes, and standing in his place is a red-cheeked, orange-haired man with a green top hat with a gold buckle on the front. And he goes, oh, "You couldn't just you couldn't just leave it alone for three minutes, could you?" Every fucking Garrett, person who comes in here, oh, you're a leprechaun, you're a leprechaun. Get, maybe Garrett, I want to pretend to be a human for once. Gareth pulls a spoon out of his coat. I fucking knew it. <laughs> They're not for you or your fellow kids. I I run a handsome wig store, and I'm no longer associated with the cereal of my youth. So listen, if you would like to buy a wig, 
If you would like to donate to St. Baldrick's or another charity, then that is a perfectly willing, good reason to come in here. But if you're going to come in here and talk about my cereal, I'm losing this accent with every minute, you guys. I'm holding yes, on you by are. So, 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 um, hey, I don't actually, I am not after your lucky charms, believe it or not. Um, I don't know about these guys. I, I am very interested in the losser, though. Uh, we need to find him. Very important business. It's really, really important. So um, if you could just help us out, we will leave. And we won't tell anybody you're a leprechaun. As 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 Mel is distracting the leprechaun, like with those words, Arnold casts Mage Hand, and as I can cast it wherever I want, it's already on the leprechaun's shoulder, like grabbing him. And I say, like, and I say, I think we can grant. We, he grants us wishes if we catch him, and I caught him. <laughs> so now that is. That is a harmful slur. That is a horrible, hor- you racist son of a bitch. It doesn't make it incorrect, though. Is it true or false? Is that false? a thing? Like leprechauns grant wishes? I didn't know I that. I think that's a stereotype. I think it's what. Is it? the, I think it's that's what. what Alex I've never heard of it. Like like above table. I've never heard of that. Li- I, this is a harmful stereotype. That I. This is Rainier Never Amber. I fully lost the plot <laughs> on this one, you guys. Gareth just goes, Arnold, don't you know that leprechauns granting wishes is a hurtful, harmful stereotype that does not apply to every single one of them? Now, God damn it, where are you hiding your lucky charms? <laughs> oh, um, for fuck's sake. We just want to know where lost are. They are going to keep going with their right, leprechaun right, stereotypes right, right. and their lucky charms unless you just tell us. We'll be out of your hair. I'm sorry. All right. So Arnold says, I wish you would tell me the truth. <laughs> I do like, I do good. like, we'll get out of your hair. That's quite good, bestie. This this that seems like a good cop, good cop, and then insane cop. All right. All right. Here's what he says. He says, with a gleam in his eye, almost akin to a golden coin, Shar, then, what's it worth to you? Yeah, a little I'm information sorry. never hurt anybody. Right. I think it's worth my compatriots not continuing to badger you about cereal and wishes because if you think they're annoying now, try living with them. They'll stay here. They'll keep at it. Gareth somehow pulls a bowl from his coat. <laughs> I'm sure he's got milk in there somehow too. So so how about you just tell us and we'll leave. Uh Diana, roll me a persuasion check and go ahead and give yourself advantage because of your fucking dipshit compatriots here. That means you're going to roll uh, 2d20 and take the higher of the two. And you said persuasion? Correct. Oh, well, that was a net 20. I'm not going to roll higher than that. No, the second one was dog shit. That was a two. But the first one was a 20 plus so one twenty one. Nat 20. Okay. He looks at the bowl and the spoon in Garrett's hands, and he looks at Arnold, who I suspect is, like, writing his wishes down on a piece of paper somehow. I have to get him right so he doesn't mess them up, yeah. He writes down, like, a hundred things, and then his first wish is that everything he wrote down comes true. Nice. So that way he still has two other ones. He, I think you see, like, a flop sweat build on this leprechaun's uh, forehead. And he says, Hi. Well, perhaps it's not it's not as worth it to me to be keeping his secrets then. If the man's if he's gonna bring in this if he's gonna bring these fine folks into my store, it's 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 not worth it. There's um All right, you didn't hear it from me. 
There's a door in the back. It'll it'll take you where you need to go. Uh, and he sort of like lifts up a section of the counter and like that like opens into the into the back. Gareth puts away the the spoon and the bowl. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, good sir. He leans over to Mel. Works every time. <laughs> the old bowl and spoon trick. The old the old wear your lucky charms <laughs> trick. You guys, I felt so confident about that accent going into that scene, and it fell apart so fast. Well, to be fair, if it wasn't a good Irish accent, then I wouldn't have made the Lucky Charms joke. Huh? Oh, shit. I had, like, the opening line, and then after that, my brain was just circus music the whole time. Was it Smash Mouth? Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've developed slang for physical and mental fogginess which is just like bees and smash mouth bees and smash mouth okay you head into the back of the store and um buried behind i mean you're looking at a workshop where presumably this person builds these wigs it's skeins of thread and hoops and hoops of cloth needles and looms and tables full of like fabric and pedestals of half-made wigs and buried in the back There's no of hairs there's no real hair. It's all cloth. Buried oh, in the back of this wig. store is a tiny, almost diminutive sized door. Like the only person that could get through it would be Daniel from Wicked Wares and Wiles because he's a gnome and he's only like two and a half feet tall. Gareth is going to, ha- like all of you are going to have to stoop to get into it. Will we fit in it even if we stoop? I don't know you- how tall Daniel was. Two and a half feet. I literally just said. Two Did you and just half say? I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Um, Did just say that. <laughs> nice um, memory. <laughs> I mean, we know that mine is bad. Is the thing like that's that's not new. It's um, all bees and Smash Mouth up here, like twenty four fucking seven. You will all fit in through the door. Who's going first? Gareth's going first. Okay, you, Gareth, walk into a staircase, punching down into the cold earth of presumably under the street somewhere in Waterdeep. You're following a section of carved stone stairs that grow steeper and and further with every step. First it's like a foot, then it's a foot and a half and like so, like before you know it it almost feels like you're like holding onto the step above you with hands and dropping onto the step below you before your feet splatter into wet stinking nasty foul water that smells like poo poo. Poo water? No! What's the poo to water ratio? Hey, let's go! Somebody said it! Hey, if you're a dear listener, if you've Fuck you for making fun of my memory. If you've been hanging out with us for a few episodes, it's a callback to, like, episode two of season two. What's the poo to water ratio? Which I think Arnold actually said Mm -hmm. canonically. Yes. The poo to water ratio here is not ideal. (laughs) Which way is it leaning? It's it's leaning it's leaning in favor of poo. It's leaning it? it's leaning poo, honestly. <laughs> is it more I like poo the than world where water? the ideal lean is toward the poo? We're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we hey, kind of hey, like hey, that poo lean. <laughs> but uh, Gareth, you hear a little bit of um, commotion ahead of you. I'm curious how I'm curious how you will um, move forward. Uh, are there any? Is there anything I could hide behind or am I just kind of like 
you're in back a, against the stairs. Your your nowhere. back is to the stairs, and you're facing a tunnel. It's probably five and a half feet tall, so you're gonna walk with a stoop, uh, and the tunnel breaks left and right from where you're standing at the stairs. The floor is covered in a in a gently trickling flow of. I'm gonna call it semi-fluid water. You guys know what I'm talking about. And move on. The no, no, no. This is a family show. The noise is coming from. Families don't poop. Families don't poop. Actually, thank you so much for asking. As soon as you have a child, you stop pooing. True. That that child is the last thing you ever poo out. (laughs) Well, the last thing I pooed out was my uterus, so that child's not going to be happening here. My God. Gareth, you hear it coming from the right uh, down this tunnel. Um, I think I, I, cr- I crouched down with, with my weapons out so I can, I'm ready to, to, to strike if needed. Okay. You going to move down this tunnel? Uh, slowly. And I, I want to like be careful where I step. I don't want to do the classic like s- step on a piece of garbage and then like or rat poo. squeak and run away at the sudden noise or whatever. Yeah, you step on a particularly soft piece of poo and you go ew, ew, yucky. All right, it's a biohazard. To be fair, uh, moving down this tunnel, Gareth. There's there's not much to like look at which really begs the question as to why i'm describing it about 20 feet down this tunnel you come to a doorway it's called Chekhov's doorway and it only matters because it's relevant moving through this doorway you see the vestiges of a torch lit room there's only one or two torches the room is about 20 feet long 20 feet wide and there is an archway at the far end is there anybody in the room there is nobody in the room. However, the floor of the room looks like it's covered by heaps of trash and like throw away from years of people picking through the sewers and, and trying to loot for valuables. So it looks like there's like clothes and sticks and um, bits of rubbish and like random heaps throughout the room. Are any of the torches lit? Two torches are lit. One near your door or your archway leading into this room and one at the far end of the room at the other door. So that would... Mean somebody's been in here semi recently. Well, well, could deduced. I be able to? Uh, huh? Well deduced. I try my best. That's a poop. Am joke. I able I, to? That's a poop. I joke heard well deuced. Well deuced. Well and deuced. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> all I heard was well deuced, and I was like, I'm gonna roll <laughs> well with pooped, it. <laughs> well pooped. <yeah. laughs> Thank you. I I try my best dude there's no way a joke with the joke well pooped is gonna make it into one of our episodes better that's (laughs) sorry go ahead gary Uh, so am i able to find out can i look for like footies or anything little boot prints yeah give me an investigation check maybe i will let me just open my character sheet. Seems like kind of aggressive. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe you will. I'm going to roll an investigation check because I want to, not because you told me to. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I respect it. 
I rolled a nat 20. Suck my ball. Oh, Did you really? Yes. Fuck. Okay. Shout out Libris Arcana Ancient Irons for provide for sponsoring this natural 20. Hey, listen, if you're not on that Libris Arcana dice set game, I truly, truly question your sanity. LibrisArcana.com, discount code stupid20, 20% off anything you want on the site. It's an amazing deal. You should check it out. Garrett, Do it or you're dead to me. Exactly. Do you want Diana's friendship? Buy dice on LibrisArcana.com. Gareth, not yeah. only do you see a three-pointed set of footprints leading into this room in the sludge and the midden and the dust on the on the, just inside this doorway, you see two long black feathers on the cobblestones in front of you. Holy shit, it's the fucking bird like people those again. birds I killed? It sure looks like it. What were Xanathar? It appears that way. Uh, the birds were actually Kenku, but their allegiance- But they were part of the- uh, Their allegiance at the time was pledged to the Xanathar Guild. You are remembering that correctly. Look at me go. You're doing great. I'm really proud of you. I'm not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right. All things equal as it should be. Build me up, bring me back down, and I stay right where it's, it's I've always been. to keep been. you humble. Gary, where are we going? It's sad. Uh, well, first up, I informed the rest of the gang. Hey, it appears that the uh, bird people that we shot may or may not have been here recently. Maybe not the same ones. I don't want to assume anything. Uh, but we got weird-looking footprints and feathers, so keep an eye out. Well, I think I killed one of them, so it can't be that one. Unless zombie army, though. Who knows, who knows man? <laughs> Shit, I didn't, we didn't think about that. All the people Mel killed. It's oh all the people God, Mel man. killed and all the best friends Gar uh, Arnold left behind him. Oh, jeez. All right. Back. Why do we end up traumatized and Gareth is fine? And all the customers Gareth charged for water. For water. <laughs> Gareth, you going in? Yeah. All right. Carefully Arnold, though. Arnold and obviously. Mel, what's your what's your following process? Close or a little distant? Um, I assume Mel would be a little distant because you know, kind of sent Gareth ahead, and then he would holler if there was some, if there was an issue or whatever. He's super stealthy, so um, I think Mel would still be a little bit distant, so as not to ruin the factor of the mission. I don't know what the fuck Arnold is doing, but but Mel would be a little distant, kind of hanging. Sticking back. tight to me, yeah. ruining the stealth factor of the mission. <laughs> I'm a backpack. I'm on his back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I actually, I was thinking like Arnold would just be like wandering around, like looking at all the junk and whatever's in the area, and I I would like to pick up one of those feathers as like a quill, you know? I'd be like, oh, this is this would be a cool, a cool. All piece. right. I like that, actually. So, uh, Gareth, you move into the room, Mel and Arnold at a bit of a distance. Gareth, I like to think that you are sort of like intent on the objective of this mission going towards that far doorway. As uh, Arnold is picking through the, the heaps of trash, probably looking for like bits of coin or really anything interesting. Mel hanging back, being very cautious. So I'm going to say Gareth. As you approach the far doorway, you hear a man's voice crying out in alarm. Only you hear it for now. 
coming from the other end of that doorway that you're looking at? Uh, so the, I think the first thing I do is is freeze and motion for the other two to stop in their tracks as well. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll also ask, like, do you guys hear that? I don't hear anything. It's just you for now, Gareth. What do you hear? Uh, here, come, come closer, move farther up. Let's make sure if it's a distance thing or if I'm, I don't know, going insane or anything. I think I hear somebody screaming. I put my cheek like right next to Gareth's cheek, just like just to make sure that I can hear what he hears. Just okay. So our ears are in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, spot. yeah. That's, it's That's clever. Me. It's a good play. Arnold, you hear a man's voice like cry out rustily in the distance, maybe like 30 feet in front of the doorway that you're looking at. You would have a closer ear to that based on because you're like used to like listening to things very clearly. Okay. So he's crying out. Um, it sounds like someone needs help. Are you hearing that? Or is that coming from your skull like a like a seashell? Is this like a seashell situation? Or I was is thinking wrong? that. And then I was like, no, self, that's not a good joke. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really glad you Thanks. said Thanks. Thanks for that, Shade. Listen. I will just say anything. If I said it out loud. So, fine. Thanks, guys. No, it's cool. It's great. I feel great about me. To be fair, you did call out Alex for abandoning Save the Cat. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Hey. <laughs> okay. Fine. Um I'm gonna assume you all still like me and just move on with my life. No big deal. Of course I still like you. I can, <laughs> I can roast you like a jalapeno and still care for you deeply as a friend. Okay. Good, good. That's all I care about. Gareth, I'm assuming that you're moving forward stealthily towards this doorway. Yes. Mel will continue to follow, just, you know, a little bit at a distance. A little bit at a distance. Okay, Arnold, are you sticking really close to Gareth or closer to Mel? Um, closer to Mel. Closer to Mel. All right. Gareth, you peek your head around the corner of this room. And a curious scene unfolds in front of you. You are looking at a laboratory wreathed in cobblestone and iron with an operating table leaking with blood and guts. There's an iron cage hanging from the ceiling with some sort of like skeletal, still slightly wet remains uh, poking its what you assume to be legs out the bottom. There is a glass case built into the wall with several skeletal figures frozen in rigor. And in one corner is a slumped over halfling Screaming rustily, save me. Save me! Oh, it's got to smell like shit with all those dead bodies. In front of this slumped over figure are two skeletons holding uh, swords and shields and two ravens about six feet tall standing on two legs holding short swords in either hand. Uh, These motherfuckers again. And I think the... I think the slumped over halfling notices you first and looks at you and holds out a hand imploringly and says, please, won't you help me? At the same time, Mel and Arnold, you hear a dry clicking and snapping sound as 
this the piles of garbage around you shake and writhe like piles of leaves in a in a windstorm and knitting together like pieces of legos that a child is building upright three skeletons holding bits of other bodies build themselves up and like pick their skulls up from the midden heap and slap it on their raw splinters. Sorry, spines. are they doing like a Power Rangers thing only with other part? Like they're all coming together and making You're a big goddamn right. Hell yeah. And as like the Megazord of yes. the Megazoid or whatever. The corpsezoid. Yeah. And uh I think one of them steps towards you, Arnold, and you stare deep into the like hollow black space behind its eye sockets, and it swings a a severed human leg at your head. Like a <laughs> I, mean, I think we're gonna cut it right there. Awesome. Hell yeah. It ended up being like the same thing. So I said something else on the and on the fly. Now I don't remember what I asked you. Oh, I do, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> so much for that memory, bestie. You, you... I swear to fucking God, Diana. <laughs>